0: The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world.
1: I'm Susan Rose. I'm
2: Brian Mazarowski.
1: Uh, the union representing thousands of Starbucks workers staging a one day walkout today, set to coincide with Red Cup Day, one of the coffee chain's busiest days of the year when the company hands out reusable cups with the purchase of a holiday drink.
2: Daisy Fetterspiel-Bear, a supervisor in Seattle, says in the past, these kind of promotional days have brought up to 220 transactions every half hour, a 40% boost in business.
3: They told us they tried to staff the floor as much as possible, but baristas were incredibly stressed. Their mental health was declining, and we even sustained some physical injuries which was not good.
0: Some workers went on strike during last year's Red Cup Day, which was reportedly Starbucks' highest single sales day ever.
1: That's Derek Dennis reporting. We'll be speaking with a Starbucks worker locally coming up in the 7 o'clock hour this morning where the unionization effort with Starbucks began here in Buffalo just a few years ago.
2: Meanwhile, in western New York and across the country, is there concern that the agreement reached between United Auto Workers and General Motors won't be passed? WBEN's Brayton Wilson takes a look. Art Wheaton from Cornell in Buffalo points to a huge difference on the demographic of
0: plants for the reasonings as to why some UAW members are voting down the tentative labor agreement with General Motors. Plants that have a lot more of the higher seniority workers are more likely to vote down the agreement. The plants such as the GM components holding in Lockport are much more likely to vote yes in favor because the gains for the lower waged workers and the parts distribution or the GM components holding temps and part-timers were dramatically bigger than what the legacy workers were getting. So the Tonawanda engine plant could have voted it down based on a higher seniority group that feel like they didn't make super big gains at the table. Voting among General Motors workers should wrap up this week with results on the ratification vote becoming more clear at some point within the next few days, if not sooner. Jeff Gilbert from our sister station, WWG in Detroit, says at this point it's too close to call whether or not the deal between the UAW and GM is in danger of falling through. But what happens if the agreement does get voted down by UAW members? There is
3: no contract and they have to go back to negotiations and the union has to decide what its strategy is. They could set a deadline and try to get an amended deal by that and let workers continue on the job. Or they could decide,
0: well, hey, workers have voted against the deal. Maybe we should walk out and put more pressure on the company. Or they could decide to do what they did earlier with the strike and just take out selected plants but it's too early to tell and i doubt the union is going to say what it's going to do until after the vote is done more from gilbert and wheaton on the future of the deal with the uaw and gm is available for you online brayton wilson wben.com news
1: thank you brayton attorney general Letitia james was in buffalo yesterday she's filed a lawsuit against pepsico alleging that their single-use plastic packaging has caused pollution along the buffalo river single-use plastic packaging for food and drinks like plastic bottles and caps and chips and cookie bags and other snack packaging. And based on a survey that my office conducted last year at 13 sites along the Buffalo River, the vast majority of that plastic was collected from Pepsi products. In fact, it was three times more abundant than the next contributor, McDonald's. The suit seeks monetary damages to be determined by a court. PepsiCo responded with a statement which reads, in part, PepsiCo is serious about plastic reduction and effective recycling and has been transparent in our journey to reduce the use of plastic and accelerate new packaging innovation.
2: This is why I don't work in uh, corporate PR. That statement. Corporate that I, My reaction, if I was uh, PepsiCo, i like, hey, we're pretty popular in Buffalo.
3: Yeah. Right.
2: (laughs) That statement is not what uh, I would have thought of right off the top of my head. Um, Man, that snacks clip. I am uh, digging in when we take a break and uh, saving that one because (laughs) you'll hear it again at the end of this hour. The Senate late Wednesday night passing the House-approved continued spending bill that avoids a government shutdown, at least until the end of the new year.
1: A last-minute Republican hold and an amendment delayed the vote, but the Senate overwhelmingly approved another temporary spending bill that keeps most of the government open, at least until late January.
2: It is really a very, very good night. For the American people.
1: Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer saying the only way to avoid these continued last minute spending showdowns is for both parties to compromise.
2: Because of bipartisan cooperation, we're keeping the government open without any poison pills or harmful cuts to vital
1: programs. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. A new report commissioned by the FAA after a series of close calls calls for urgent action to make the skies safer. Jim Krasula has more.
3: The report found safety is being compromised because of understaffing with air traffic controllers, outdated technology, and chronic underfunding from Congress. Captain Dennis Tager heads up the American Airlines Pilots
0: Association. These
1: incidents are clear indication that this system is beyond being under stress. It's on the cusp of something bad happening. There
3: hasn't been a fatal accident in the U.S. involving a major commercial airline since 2009. Jim to CBS News.
2: All right, Aviation Safety Report out. Well, Josh Allen and the Bills meeting with the media yesterday for the first time since Ken Dorsey's firing. Obviously, not a set of circumstances you want to be in, especially during the middle of a season. I love Dorsey as a human being. He just, he's just—he's one of the good ones. He's been in this room with me for a very long time. I feel like I owe him. A lot of the success that I've had in my career, and he's been a huge part of that. So it's sad to see him go. And the fact is, you know, we play better as a team. We probably don't have to make a move like that. Joe Brady takes over the play calling this Sunday afternoon when the Bills take on the Jets. Again, that's a four twenty-five kickoff.
1: Sabres head coach Don Granato yesterday gave WGR an update on Tage Thompson's injury and how long he's expected to be out of the lineup.
3: Weeks is what it will be. Could be a little over a month. It's not going to be months, multiple months. should be
1: weeks. All right, weeks. The Sabres are on the road tomorrow night playing the Winnipeg Jets. I
2: do have to say, you said a month, and I was kind of like, ah, I was almost expecting worse uh, at the reaction that you got immediately after that game. So uh, a month, it's not good news, but right. I, I guess it could be worse. And on the Sabres, turkeys for tickets. Back this morning, I want to remind everybody, and hey, you still have time to get out there and take advantage of a great promotion. The Turkey Drive taking place from 7 to 9 this morning at three locations. There's the Key Bank Center surface lot uh, on Perry and Baltimore Street, the Wegmans on Alberta Drive in Amherst, and the Wegmans on Orchard Park Road in West Seneca. All three of those locations. You can drop off your turkeys. Donations benefit the City Mission and Feed More, Western New York. For every 20-pound turkey dropped off or the equivalent of a 20-pound turkey, two 10-pound turkeys, you know, something like that, the Sabres are going to provide a voucher good for two tickets to an upcoming home game. One voucher allotted per person, uh, and each voucher is good for two tickets. So 20-pound turkey, you're going to do some good, and you'll get to go and see the Sabres, too. It's a great, uh, you know, way to cross someone off your christmas list yeah it's too a, early
1: it's a win-win you know what you you leave with tickets but feed more and city mission get turkeys
2: and a lot of them too yeah. i mean the forklifts are out ready to uh, lift those big uh, crates onto the truck today you always come out for turkeys for tickets hoping today's the same a reminder today seven to nine at those three locations uh, you can read much more over at WBEN.com. Yeah, it's going to be a fun morning. Your exclusive
0: WBEN 7 weather forecast. Mostly sunny and mild today with highs near 60 degrees this afternoon. Tonight, clouds and winds will be on the increase. Overnight lows near 50. Rain arrives on Friday. Temperatures in the mid-50s. Much cooler for the upcoming weekend. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief
2: Meteorologist Minkowski. Joining us on the line this morning as Starbucks workers across the country prepare to walk out for one day on the job. Michelle Eisen with Starbucks Workers United joining us here on WBEM. Michelle, thanks for being with us today. All right, why today? Starbucks workers staging a one day walkout today. It's known as Red Cup Day. Uh, what's the idea with Red Cup Day being the day that uh, the union is saying, all right, today we're standing up?
3: Hi, Brian and Susan. Thanks for having me. Uh, Red Cup Day is the largest promotional day for the company, for the company of Starbucks. Uh, it's a holiday promotional day where if you go in and buy a holiday beverage, you get a free reusable cup. And um, it is a incredibly busy day. I think most would say the busiest for the company all year. And it's an awful day to be a Starbucks worker. And I think in a lot of ways, it's an awful way, an awful day to be a Starbucks customer. The wait times are horrendous. Staffing is terrible. You usually run out of product. Um, and we want to let the company know that that is an unacceptable situation to put their workers in and, frankly, to put their customers in. Well,
1: what can customers expect locally, Michelle? Is every Starbucks walking off the job today, the workers at every Starbucks locally or not?
3: They are not. There are not, not every location in Buffalo has been unionized. Um, the very first store to unionize in the U.S. on Elmwood Avenue is on strike today, as is the Genesee location by the airport. And you can expect to see allies, community allies, other labor supporters and Starbucks workers outside of many locations in Buffalo and across the country, just informing customers what's going on. The fact that the company continues to violate and be found guilty of breaking U.S. labor law that they still have not given us a first contract after almost two years of uh, negotiating, and um, just that they can do better. You know, they're a global company. They make billions of dollars. They just reported, you know, a 12% increase in profits just in the last quarter. And they can give us adequate staffing at least so that you don't have to walk in and wait 35 minutes for a latte. I mean, that's just not acceptable.
2: Uh, You call it a strike. Is it a strike? Because you also mentioned there's no contract agreement. So how does a walkout work when you have a union, but you don't have a contract or or any sort of agreement uh, even initially set up with the company?
3: Well, any worker can strike. You don't have to have a union representing you or, you know, even have a contract. If there is unfair um, working conditions or labor laws being violated— workers in this country have the right to walk out and strike. It is a lot easier to do that with a union backing you because you have the support of that union, you have the financial support of that union, and you have presumably, you know, a legal team behind that as well to be able to say to this company, Hey, these workers are not working today because they these working conditions are unacceptable or unsafe, or you violated, you know, this part of the, the national labor relations act. Um, so it is in fact a strike. It's actually the largest coordinated strike in the campaign history with thousands of Starbucks workers uh, able to walk out and withhold their labor from this company.
1: The union has said that the company is refusing to bargain. Starbucks says the union is the side that's preventing bargaining from happening, which is true.
3: Well, it's certainly, from my perspective, the company. We have a, a big hearing we are in the middle of right now for that exact issue. The National Labor Relations Board investigated charges that the company is failing to meet their end of the bargain pun intended um not coming to the table in good faith and in a lot of cases um employing every delay tactic at their fingertips to try to prevent us from getting a contract and they found merit to that so right now that is in front of a federal judge and you know both sides are presenting evidence for that and i feel incredibly confident that the union is going to come out on the winning side
2: When will that happen, though? It's been a long time, as you mentioned, uh, a couple of years for some of the unions here in Buffalo, uh, you know, shorter time for elsewhere. But it's been a while with no real uh, seeming progress in negotiation. Is this something where you believe that there's a a framework for a deal or it's just uh, you're basically still at square one right where you started?
3: I mean, I absolutely believe that there is that this we will reach a contract and we will get an agreement for multiple reasons. You know, the court system moves at the speed that the court system moves. So that's not necessarily the winning strategy, but companies should be held accountable in the court of law when they, when they break U.S. labor law and violate workers' rights. But what we're seeing is wins across the country when it comes to this current labor movement, and we're seeing that because workers are standing together having their voices be heard and absolutely refusing to bow down to these massive corporations. And that's what you're seeing here. You know, last year we had a hundred stores on strike this year. We have over 200 stores on strike where our union is growing at an exponential rate. And the bigger we get, the stronger we get. And the company will eventually realize that this is not the right side to be on. You know, it's costing them millions of dollars to fight this. They know that their shareholders are now becoming very aware of how much money the company is spending trying to stop a union campaign. And someone's going to say, hey, wouldn't this be much more cost effective and fiscally responsible to just sit down at the table and give these workers a contract? The answer to that is absolutely yes. And until we get that, we just continue to put public pressure on this company and force them to the table.
1: About 10 days ago, Michelle, we reported that Starbucks had announced its increasing pay and benefits to most of its U.S. hourly workers, except that's unionized workers would not be eligible for those perks. Is that adding to this?
3: Absolutely. And it's an interesting choice by the company because they were just found guilty of withholding benefits from the unionized workers just a couple of months ago. Um, So knowing that they've done that, they broke the law, they were found guilty of it, to come back and make the same sort of a statement, you know, to me, that's, there's no other reason behind that but to try to retaliate against the unionized workers, and we are absolutely not going to stand for that.
2: One of the things I found interesting that uh, keeps being brought up is the ability to switch off mobile orders as uh, you know one of these sticking points. For workers, and maybe one of the reasons why today is the day where there's a one-day walkout. Why is that important? And I, I think for a lot of people who might have worked in, you know, I'll take myself, uh, worked in, a, a, you know, a restaurant, a similar service industry setting before, but not in the era of mobile orders, how has that kind of changed the game in terms of working there?
3: It's changed the The entire landscape. I mean, I started with the company in 2010, so I've seen quite an evolution in the last 13 years. Um, The mobile order aspect of it, there's no fail safe. I think that's the first thing you should know. So there's not like you get 100 drinks behind and the system says, we're 100 drinks behind, we're going to shut this system off until we can get caught up. They just keep coming. The orders just keep coming. And you as a customer, you're not aware of that. You place your order from your driveway before you get to the shop while you're on your way to work Your assumption is, at least by the time I get to the store, my drink's going to be ready or close to ready. And then you walk into that cafe, and it's a sea of people, and you look up at, you know, some of them have this digital board. Some of them don't, and you just have to kind of make a guess. And you're standing there for 30 to 45 minutes waiting for a latte. Um, This is not good for the customer. This is certainly not good for the workers behind the counter who have to bear the brunt of, you know, an angry customer who is going to be late for work now. And the company already has your money. I think that's something that we need to note. You place that order, the transaction goes through. There have been mornings when we have been so far behind in mobile orders, customers abandon their food and drinks because they simply can't wait. They have a doctor's appointment. They have to get their child to school. They have to get to work. The company has that money. You didn't get your item. We've we've gone through the labor of still making your item. And... The company has the money, so the only people winning in this is this corporation. Customers not winning out. The workers certainly aren't winning out. There, that's not an acceptable situation. Michelle, why put up
1: with this for so long? Why not look for a job somewhere else?
3: That's a question I'm asked very, very often. By the time we decided to unionize, I was 11 years into a company that I did at one point believe was a better company, and I'd seen them be a better company, um, and I was very close to just going somewhere else and then this opportunity presented itself and why should I have to walk away from an 11 year investment why should I have to give up a community that I like serving and people that I like working with because this company has decided that it's more profitable to uh, abuse their workers Um, so this is an option this is an option for all of us in you know in the working class to stand up and demand that these companies do better. This is not, you know, a little mom and pop coffee shop. This is a multi-billion dollar multinational corporation. If there was ever a corporation on the planet that could do better by its workers, it is Starbucks. And the best part of this is they still run around proclaiming that they're a better company. So they can put their money where their mouth is and they can start treating us with respect and dignity and, and valuing our labor for what it is, which is what brings in these billions of dollars every year.
2: Well, Michelle, we appreciate the time this morning. Thanks for joining us. Michelle Eisen is with Starbucks Workers United, staging that one-day walkout today. That's the WBEN
0: All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced
3: by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.